Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and wild spaces of the Lower Columbia Pacific region. I'm Teresa Retzloff. My co-host Jessica Schleif is off this week, but I am joined by uh, KMUN programmer, although it's been a while, Katie Claiborne. Well. Hello. Hi, Katie. Welcome back to KMUN. Uh, thanks, Teresa. It's nice to have you here. Um, also, gardener and uh, and sometime farmhand. Yes. And uh, so we're going to talk gardening. But Katie's joining me partly because it's Pledge Drive, and she's a good Pledge Drive person to do a show with. Thanks, Teresa. Well, I always enjoy talking about what KMUN means to us. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, we're, I wanna paint a picture for you guys. We're sitting outside. It's a beautiful early March day. We're outside my one of my big greenhouses. And it's pouring out heat at the, us. It's wonderful. Oh, it feels so good, but it's kind of warm outside. The sky is blue. The birds are twittering. It is late winter, but it is almost spring. It is telling us that spring is right around the corner. It is, and it's a very exciting time of year. It feels like there's lots of possibilities lots of hopefulness. It's a little weird because it's the, it, just about a year now that we've had um, the exciting COVID pandemic lockdown arama. And um, so this was a weird year for gardening. Very I think for a lot so. of people, there's a lot of enthusiasm for it, but also a lot of craziness. You probably spent more time in your garden than you probably ever have. This is true. Yeah, it was great. I had a lot more time um, and also it was one of the things I could do that really calmed my mind in that time of stress and not knowing what's going on. And so I really took a lot of solace in my garden this last year. Did you, did things, what worked out for you? Well, kale. Kale, always, always a plus. <laughs> always the kale. Um, I planted a lot of nasturtiums this year because they're my very favorite flower and they were just everywhere and bright and beautiful and that was really fun. Um, and they're especially fun because you can collect the little pods and then make and pickle them mm -hmm. and make capers, nasturtium capers, which I always really love to do. Um, let's see, what else did well? My blueberries got hit really hard by the birds. Oh, those birds. Yeah, which my fault for not putting up netting, something that maybe we could talk about good strategies for protecting That's, those little berries. It can be such a challenge because the birds are so delightful and yet also you want to share, you want to be generous. I don't mind sharing, but they really can't take all of them. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, netting is, is a friend for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of positives in sure. that sense. I mean, there were some good parts to it. Um, and I, I totally hear you with the that there was solace in being able to be outside and be in a garden and work and grow things. I certainly found that here on the farm. I mean, it was such a, it was such a crazy year and um, it was so hard to feel connected and to know what was going on. Here it comes, the segue. And one <laughs> of the things that I think really held us together in our community was having this um, community radio station. Absolutely. That, um, I know being able to do this show it was crazy trying to figure out how to do it remotely. There were times when Jessica and I were doing call-in shows and we were both wandering around outside on our cell phones, calling in and trying to do a show, but we couldn't be right next to each other. So we were kind of waving at each other from across my farm and, you know, just trying to have a conversation. It was so weird. Yeah, big learning curve. Just having to learn new technology as well as do your show. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it was nuts. And I, I want to say that, that the staff, the support that came from Coast Community Radio from Kim Yuen was amazing. They, they tried so many different things. They were struggling too with it and they really rose to the occasion they and did. figured out ways for all of the programmers to be doing and recording at home, be doing remote shows, figured out what kind of equipment would work best for how to do things like this so that you and I could be sitting here safely outside on a beautiful day, but recording a show that's got good sound quality and can provide, um, you know, keep these sort of local shows going. And right. that took a lot of time. It also took a lot of, um, of money. money. It took a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And I know- All of this new equipment costs money. So it's so wonderful. Yeah when people share it and is. donate it, to the station. Absolutely, and I remember last year, you know, go, just as, as lockdown was starting to really happen, it was right around the time of pledge drive and it was trying to figure out like, how do you do a different sort of pledge drive? And so that's what this is here. It's, it's a much longer pledge drive. Um, it's, it's taking place over a longer time period. Um, Starting March 15th and running till April 17th, I believe. So that's mm -hmm. a, a good chunk of time to be able to donate. But but there's a big goal. Um, I know our goal this this for the spring pledge drive is $70,000. And that is money that is really needed. It's not just a frivolous number that's come out of nowhere. That's money that's going to help keep the station on the air, help pay for the, the incredibly valuable and supportive staff that has made this happen, pay for the equipment, pay for upgrades, pay for all kinds of programming that makes it possible for us to have these local stories that we're telling, um, not just in this show, but so many shows. Yeah, there's so many great local shows. It's really wonderful to hear news and information from your neighbors. Absolutely. And um, how can they do that, Teresa? Well, you know, the, the, I think a big difference this year is that it's not about just calling and making pledges. I mean, you can call if you want to, but we're really, really encouraging people um, to go to KMUN.org and donate through the website. There's a big red donate button and we want you to go to KMUN.org and hit that red donate button really and make, easy. The, make the donation online. If you're not an online payment person that's cool you could also mail a check um, you can mail a check to p.o box 269 astoria oregon 97103 and that address is also on the website so still go to kmun.org and you can figure out a way to send a check um, you can call during regular business hours so this isn't going to be a 24-hour phone line thing but you can call during regular business hours and that number is 503 three two five zero zero one zero there will be people there taking pledges over the phone but there are there isn't the same kind of army of volunteers as there have been in the past obviously with covid restrictions so there aren't a lot of people staffing that so definitely going online to kmun.org is the preferred way to donate this year yeah and i think that i mean for me this year of like weird isolation made me realize how important community is. I think in a way that I never really grasped it before. Once we couldn't see each other, just any way of staying connected, hearing a familiar voice on the radio, hearing stories of what was happening out in the world, you know, cause I couldn't be out there experiencing it or knowing it, but I'm like, oh, I got, you know, like, you know, hearing some, some news brief, new news bulletin and realizing like, oh, that's going on in town. I didn't realize that was so helpful and, and made me not feel so isolated. Right. When you don't have your normal paths of communication, it's those 
those voices on the radio become so much more important. They do. And I've been so wildly impressed with how the Coast Community Radio, how KMUN made it possible for programmers to find a way to be safe, to program from home, whether it was music shows or, you know, uh, local interest stories like this, all the different local news shows and stuff like that. They found ways to do it. Um, found the equipment, found the training. There was a lot of training. There was a steep learning curve, <laughs> believe me, for all of us, um, trying to kind of shake it down to figure out what technology was going to work. There were, you know, some glitches, but but you wouldn't necessarily have known that if you were listening to the radio station because they really tried to make it smooth and they keep did. those connections happening. So it's so important. Yeah, I didn't realize how much that meant to me. I, you know, until it was so hard and then realizing like, nope, we can pull together and we can still do that. Yep. So, and it all happens because of your support out there. Absolutely. I mean, the support of the community, the support of the people who listen to the radio station and value it and value this news, value these stories, value the music that people play. I mean, there's something so lovely. There were so many themed shows throughout the season that people would do that were just, I mean, they really warmed my heart. It's a really nice outlet. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And continued to help us feel connected. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, staying connected is so important for a community like ours. Um, you know, we're small but mighty, I think, but, but only as strong as those ties that, that join us together. So please, if you feel this way, if you value this, if this is something that matters to you, consider going to kmun.org and clicking on the red donate button and making a donation of support to help keep uh, Coast Community Radio going into the future, going for another year, help us with this spring pledge drive. So uh, speaking of keeping things going, Teresa. Yes, Katie. What are you doing right now to keep the farm going? Well, you know, it's that time of year when everything starts to get a little bit crazy. Um, I can't deny any longer that the season is happening. And uh, seeding things like crazy, uh, plant starts are starting to pop. Um, we're getting ready to uh, put plant starts out in the community pretty soon towards the end of March. And it's around that time of year when it's it's getting time to plant things. It's It's kind of crazy though, and I feel like a day like this, when it's so beautiful and sunny and warm, it makes us all a little bit crazy and we get kind of overexcited and want to rush out and put a lot of tender little plants out in our gardens because it feels like it's spring. But it was just, a, was it a week ago? It wasn't even a week ago when that there, there was, was a big old hail and sleet. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if this happened everywhere in our listening area. It, it's funny because it didn't really happen out here at our oh, farm okay. in Olney. We're about nine miles east of Astoria. But I saw photographs of a story where it was thick hail on the ground and hail the size of cherries. Yeah, at our house fell. it was full on. So mm -hmm. that's not the kind of weather that you want to have little tender seedlings no. outside in the garden in. They're not going to be happy. And the soil is still very cool. Um, and what I've found, and I know you've seen this over the years on the farm as you've helped us plant things in the spring. You know, we'll put, you know, early kale plants or early chard plants out in early March. And they'll just sit there. They'll just sit there. They won't grow at all. They'll just They're sit there and sad and be mad. <laughs> and then towards the end of the month, early April, when it starts to warm up again, that's when they start to put on growth. And I've had things that I've planted in early March and early April that basically reach maturity at the same time. Mm -hmm. And all I've really gained is like a month of looking at plants that look kind of sad and cranky. 
So do you like to hold off then before you get stuff in or does it, is it worth it to spread out you know, the labor? I, I think if you, if you can do some early season protection, if you can set up like a little mini greenhouse over your beds or use some row cover fabric to keep things warm and protect them, then I think you can actually get some early plants in and that can be great. Certainly inside of our greenhouses, we're planting early things because there's protection and the climate is very different. Mm -hmm. But just putting things straight out into the garden, I'm really waiting. I've like every year, it kind of panics me because I feel like I'm waiting longer and longer, but I'm having the same results. Okay. And so, I mean, there's, you know, I wouldn't wait until May to plant yeah. some of these things, but certainly waiting until, you know, late March, early April is not a problem. What are some of the first things you put in the ground? First things we usually get in the ground, peas. Um, and I do all of our peas as transplants um, just because this time of year, the soil is so cold and wet and I've had huge problems with rotting seed or birds just picking off the seed before it can really germinate. So I usually use transplants that are maybe like an inch or two tall and put them out, um, plant them out at that point. But again, they'll often sit and sulk yeah. before they really start to kick in. Um, a lot of leafy greens, early the kale, um, collards, chard, cabbages. Those are a lot of things that can tolerate a bit cooler weather. Um, some flowers, early calendulas and things like that, okay. snapdragons. But still, I just, I tend to wait a bit longer because I, I really haven't found that there's a huge gain by rushing to get into the ground earlier. Okay. So it's okay. okay. It's all right. Don't, I, I mean, and I think it's hard because you have these days and people start to get really overexcited and like, oh my gosh, I'm late, I'm late. And I just, I always want to say, you're not late. It's okay. There's plenty of time. We have a great growing season here in our region and um, there's plenty of time to get a garden in. What there's not plenty of time to do is to call in and make a pledge or to write or go to the website. Um, because and what's that website? KMUN.org. KMUN.org. Uh, KMUN is in the middle of our spring pledge drive. It's a long spring pledge drive because we're doing it kind of slow and steady. We're doing the slow and steady rather than the quick and intense. Um, and we're hoping to raise $70,000 during this spring pledge drive. And that is money that is sorely needed for this radio station to keep our, our community connections going, to keep telling these local stories so that we can be sitting here telling about local gardening, what's happening in our region. And all the local news stories can be reporting on what's happening in these communities. So please, um, if you support this kind of news, if you support these stories and the local music and information that you get from the station. Camuon.org, you can make a donation online. You can mail a check to PO Box 269, Astoria, Oregon, 97103. Um, they are accepting a call-in donations, but during business hours only, and that is 503-325-0010. But really, we want to encourage you to, to donate through the website, because that's going to be the easiest way, the least stressful way for staff to process this, because they don't have a lot of volunteer help, because it's COVID, exactly. and you can't have people gathering together inside of buildings, even though things are turning slightly towards the better now. It's still early days. Out, that there is a light out there. It feels like there's a little bit of a light out there. I'm feeling hope, more yeah, hopeful. Yeah, feel a little more hopeful. Yeah. It's good. Um, also, if you go online to make your donation, there is a nice little box there that you can put down any comments 
um, or suggestions. Let us know what your favorite shows are, what you'd love to see more of. Um, and that's a really great way to, to make your, your voice known. Absolutely. I think that kind of feedback is so valuable. I mean, you get some by understanding like listener support during different shows and, you know, or call in or people writing letters or just mentioning, hey, I heard your show. That was really interesting. But I think being able to respond directly to the radio station and have your voice go out there and say, I, this is what I really like. I'd love it if there was more of this you know, whatever, please be kind <laughs> as much as you of can. Course. And, you know, understand that, that these have been really challenging times. And I am in awe of how well KMUN at Coast Community Radio has responded to these incredibly challenging times. Absolutely. I know that there's been a tremendous effort to upgrade equipment at the radio station. And uh, that's been some huge investments and learning curves and trying to update some very old equipment. Right. But those updates are going to benefit us all for such a long time. So it's just it's a really wonderful thing for everyone, listeners and programmers alike. Absolutely. And there's a, with that upgrade, there's a lot of training that needs to happen, training of all the programmers, training of the staff. Hopefully you as listeners are getting a, a, a fairly seamless listening experience. There's going to be some bumps along the way. I always think that's part of the charm oh, it's of a local station, that there, that there are these hyper-local stories and, and whoops, that happened. Oh, well, I mean, we don't want to have too many whoopses on the radio station, but at the same time, there's something so lovely about that. It's when very human. Yes. And I think that we could all use a little more humanity in this world rather yes. than, yeah, overly um, precise, perfect things. There is something about that kind of human connection that brings us together that I feel like all of us really came to appreciate this year in a way that I certainly don't think that I had ever appreciated in quite the same way. Um, it's amazing to me to think about that and, and really start to think about what are those things that unify us as a community, what brings us together, and sharing stories is a huge part of it, just knowing what's going on. Yeah. Being able to, to get more news reporting. I know that that's something that, that the radio station has really invested in this last year is trying to have more news reporting, telling stories about what's happening in our community right now. And that's so key when you feel so disconnected and you're not getting your news because you're down at the local coffee shop, hanging out, finding out what's going on. You're yeah. not going to city council meetings or you're not running into people at the supermarket and, and standing there having these conversations. It's all... Like where else do you get that news? And, and this is a great source for that. So I, it helped me feel more connected. Absolutely. There's some, you know, we've been putting ourselves into isolation so much. It's so nice to hear familiar voices, you know, when, you're, when your world shrinks. Absolutely. It's, it's a really great way to remember that there is more out there. Absolutely. I know. So are you looking forward to more out there? I mean, you like, so as a musician... Your life radically changed last Absolutely, year. Absolutely, yeah. There's a reason why you had so much time on your hands to garden, which was because you weren't out we touring. Had, yeah, we had every show canceled from, you know, the end of spring all the way through now. We had a couple online things we were able to do, which um, is a you know, it was a real good effort, but leaves me a little flat. It's not really just not the same as um, performing in front of real people. 
Um, we did have a couple opportunities last year uh, during the summer to play some outdoors stuff before things got really bad. Mm -hmm. um, and that was great. And it, that's really what we're looking forward to right now is as the weather gets better, it's starting to feel like, okay, we could do some, some outdoor shows in a way that feels safe for everybody. So we're looking forward to that, for sure. I, I feel like I should mention, um, for people who don't know, so Katie Claiborne and her partner, Luke Yitzdi, uh, are have a band called The Hackles. Um, you're based here in Astoria, but you definitely have traveled widely um, playing music and um, have many CDs now and have website. And so if you want to know more about The Hackles, you can certainly look them up online and find out more about them. And, and hopefully find out about some of these potentially upcoming outdoor yeah, shows. Yeah, we do have an upcoming show that um, is being sponsored by KMUN, actually, in the Liberty hey. Theater, doing an, an online thing. So that's another great thing that, the, that KMUN is doing, is making opportunities for musicians to be able to keep playing for people, even in this situation. So um, we are greatly appreciative of that opportunity. And uh, I also... KMUN has done such a great job at taking this experience and just really getting creative and figuring out ways that they can still reach out, make connections, and just be there in the community for the good. So it is really important to help them out and keep supporting this station. And how can you do that, Katie? Times. Well, <laughs> the preferred method this year is going online to KMUN.org, and there's a big red donate button, so it's very obvious, very easy. You can also mail a check to P.O. Box 269, Astoria, Oregon 97103, or you can call during business hours only at 503-325-0010. I, I love that you reminded me about the, the partnerships with the Liberty Theater and all the different ways that KMUN has, has sought to creatively continue to make content available, that, that you know, places like the Liberty Theater have thought, sought to make content still available, while performance was not a possibility. And it made me really, it made me realize how much local music, local theater, local gatherings like that, how much they mean as a community. Not being able to have that has just been such a heartbreak. Yeah, we're a really creative community. There and all people these... have, so many people in our community have wonderful gifts to share in that way. Absolutely. I mean, all up and down the coast over on the Long Beach Peninsula, all around our listening area, there are so many different spots where people would gather, listen to music, listen to storytelling, listen to, you know, watch theater. And, you know, for me, I appreciate knowing those things are out there. You know, I love being on my farm, but I need other things too. I need to feed my soul and music, arts, things like that matter so much to me as a community member. And so I'm so grateful that KMUN has made those things possible, as well as the kind of storytelling that we're able to do, you know, for myself and Jessica being able to host in season and talk about local gardening and farming and, you know, stories about nature in this area all the different local programming that's been happening it's just so it's made me appreciate it so much and I hope for everybody listening that it's made you appreciate it too and that you're willing to go and support it um, now more than ever we really really need your support to keep this going to help this radio station get through what's 
still a really difficult time. I Absolutely. mean, even though we're starting to see um, changes in our in our community, in our society, people are starting to get vaccinated. You're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's We're not there we're yet. We're still in the tunnel. We are still in the tunnel. And one way to help KMUN get through that tunnel is to donate. You can go to kmun.org, click on the big red donate button, fill it out, be as generous as you can be. It's really, really valuable investment in the community of our region and our ability to tell stories and stay connected to one another. Um, you can mail a check. The address is on the website. You can call during regular business hours, 503-325-0010. And um, hopefully we will all be, be sowing seeds here in, in our local uh, community to grow stronger into the future. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot this year. I learned a lot this past year about how much community means to me. Absolutely. And, and I uh, can't wait to walk back in that that broadcasting room and sit down in front of the mic and play on the have board. Have you been working on playlists? <laughs> Thinking <laughs> oh, about... I've got a, my playlist is so long at this point. <laughs> I've got so many shows in my back pocket. Well, and I, <laughs> I look forward to that. One of the things that's so delightful for me is I'm working out here on the farm is that I can stream KMUN, you know, on my phone. I can put my headphones in and be transplanting or seeding things in my greenhouse or working out in the fields, even have my big flail mower on and have some fairly noise canceling <laughs> headphones on and listening to what's going on in town, listening to music that's coming from and hear familiar voices. And I can still feel connected even though, you know, I'm out here working on my farm. And that is a wonderful gift of modern technology. And that's possible because of all of the support that the community provides for this radio station. And that happens during these pledge drives. And that's why we keep bringing up the fact that you need to go to kmun.org and make a donation on the Push big red little button. Donate big button. button. Please support us. Please support the radio station. It means so much. And if you're listening to this, um, you know what it means because you're listening to the radio station and, uh, and you know what it means. You know. And uh, we really appreciate your support. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to hearing more music from the Hackles, from Katie Claiborne. Um, I hope that you're still able to have a good garden this year. We'll see. I hope I don't have quite as much time to spend in it. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, plant some low-maintenance things. Exactly. So what are the things that you, you're looking forward to growing this year? As a home gardener, what are the things that you like to have in your back garden? Well, you know, I, I feel like every single year... Luke and I have the conversation about what we actually used the year before because I have a tendency to get really excited with and try new things and you have so many beautiful starts I just want to take one of everything and put it in but um, really trying to be a little more mindful about what actually gets used so um, the hardy greens we we are all we always use and it's great because they all year round they just keep giving you know um right now there's just the it's rob time which is oh, kale yeah. rob is just one of my very favorite things so explain what that is for people who don't know when we're talking about kale rob so it's a little it's a it's what would turn into the blossom mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like it's very reminiscent of broccolini mm -hmm. smaller um so broccoli-ish kale-ish tender delicious yeah you can just yeah. break those tops off before yeah. it goes to flower you're right it does look like little tiny broccolis it's one of the it's a beautiful second gift of a kale oh, plant and it really gives a lot so mm -hmm. it, i 
I really appreciate just being able to put something in the ground in the spring and then leave it there. And yeah. then end of winter, yep. you get this wonderful gift. Well, um, you can yeah. go off on tour and neglect it exactly. and you come back and, and you still, still there. get the rob. <laughs> <laughs> that seems um. like a perfect plant for this area. <laughs> I also really loved this year. Last year we, uh, for the first time, planted um, a celery that you recommended that's more, it kind of looks, celery, the leaf yeah. celery, yeah, it looks like parsley, kind of like a flat leaf parsley, um, but tastes just like celery and it is delicious and is, is beautiful. It's still going. It's yeah. still going. Yeah. yeah. I really love that plant. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. There's a lot of things to, to put in your gardens and think about growing and um, I hope that Everyone is, is starting to feel those the, that itch of spring and thinking about growing things, thinking about planting seeds or putting plants in the ground and looking forward to this growing year. And um, I also want to encourage you to plant some seeds here with Coast Community Radio and go to KMUN.org and make a donation during the spring, spring pledge drive. You've got a month to do it, but why not just do it now? Absolutely, absolutely. Get it out of the way, and then you know that you're, you're listening free and clear and, and no guilt, just like you know that you've invested in this amazing resource for our community. And it's, it's such a valuable thing and, um, and really worth that investment because, you know, as we've discovered this last year, community means so much. So, Katie, thank you for being a part of this oh, thanks for having pledge me, drive Teresa. show. It's always lovely to talk gardening with you <laughs> and to hear about your musical musical updates. I can't wait to go and, and hear you play outside. I can't wait to play. It's going to be <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to everybody for listening, for joining us for this pledge drive in season. Please go to KMUN.org and make your donation and pledge some support to this amazing community radio station and help us keep doing this um, for the coming years to come. The coming years to come. The coming years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone.